Okay, guys, um, this is going to be our first ever Afghan Paners podcast. Um, I'm super excited for this episode. Obviously, it's my first time ever doing this. And, and um, so, as you know, my name is Bilal. I'm going to be your, your host for today. Uh, and, and just to give you a really quick background story of, of the Afghan Paners uh, podcast idea, I originally came up with this idea about, about a year ago. And then I met <clears throat> some guys on, on Clubhouse. One of my friends, Yama, he, he really pushed me. He really motivated me to, to go ahead and do this. And, and we have a lot more uh, guests uh, up and coming for you guys. We're going to have a few guests every month. And the idea of this podcast is to, I guess, interview uh, may, mainly Afghan entrepreneurs, but we're also going to interview some maybe uh, Middle Eastern entrepreneurs, some even, you know, even uh, Pakistani and Indian entrepreneurs as well, just to give some, <clears throat> just to give, um, a, a spotlight for people who are building things, who are creating things. So they could be entrepreneurs, uh, musicians, politicians, creators of any sort. We want to give them a spotlight to create and also share their stories with people who are young, who are just starting in school, at university, at college, whether you're in America, you're in the UK, in Afghanistan, <clears throat> wherever you are, we want you guys to get inspired, to learn and, uh, you know, more than anything, know that it's possible. You know, I'm doing this for myself more than anyone. I want to know that it's possible to create something from nothing and, and turn it into a success. So having said that, I want to introduce my, our first, uh, uh, our first guest uh, on this, on this podcast, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Jamshed Hashimi, who has been running his, his own software design company for, for a few years now and uh the company that he's running is called rapid iteration um i, I hope i said that right Jamshed. yeah that's correct <laughs> you're right yeah that's correct awesome awesome yeah and i'm actually and i'm actually on their website i really like the actual title where, where it says from idea to product in 21 days so you can say he's a he's a serial entrepreneur still a very young guy <clears throat> in his in his uh, early 30s uh he actually studied um at a university that I actually got accepted to as well in the UK called Bournemouth University. Uh, but I didn't decide to go there, I decided to go to a different university. Uh, so he did his master's in innovation and management back in 2016, 17. And after that, you know, working as, a, as an engineer at a few different places, he decided to create rapid iteration. And not only is he uh, working with amazing companies, <clears throat> excuse me, building amazing products, but he's also doing something that 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 is even better, which is not only is he providing to the economy and also building products and services, but he's also hiring actual Afghans in Afghanistan. So he's, so he's providing jobs uh, in Afghanistan as well. So without any further delay, I want to welcome Jim Shade. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks, Bilal. It's a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it as well. Thank you so much. So, uh, can we just get a, a, a quick intro into into your background? You know, where you started. Um, uh, right now, you're based in Canada. Is that right? Yes, uh, Canada, Vancouver. And yeah, and you were born in Afghanistan, I guess. I was born in Afghanistan in Kabul. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, so just tell us a little bit more about your background story. So, so you know, you're born in Afghanistan, you're born in Kabul. So what happened after that? How did you end up in Vancouver with this, with this uh, a company that you're working on right now? Well, uh, thanks. That's, um, 
uh, that will keep me talking for a while. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Take well, your time. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, so my name is Jamshid Ashmi, uh, CEO and founder of Rapid Iteration, based in Vancouver and Kabul. Um, at Rapid Iteration, as you said, Bilal, we help uh, entrepreneurs turn their ideas into income-generating products in 21 days. Um, going back to my background, I want to go a little back, like around the school uh, times. Grade 1 to 12, I was extremely focused. Um, I had nothing in mind and nothing was more important uh, than my studies, homework and school books. I was one of those guys. Mm -hmm. I had this uh, self-motivation to stay up until midnight and, and just study. Um, and those times, there were no electricity up until actually yeah. grade 10. Uh, so I was using, uh, I don't know if you know about Alakine. Uh, we are, yeah, the, uh, the one that you light up with the, it, uh, the exactly. little handle, right? The little, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I was yeah, using I that. Remember, yeah. yeah, and even after that, um, uh, later in the school um, times as well, we didn't have uh, stable electricity, which is unfortunately the same now. Anyways, um, that focus was a big part of my, my success uh, in the school. Um, I did not go uh, down past uh, number three in the class, and uh, for most of my time in, in those grades, I was uh, uh, I was number one. And uh, actually, that's how I got into scholarship to study in Turkey as well. I was both a calm and ambitious student with, with good marks, and they say be so good they can't ignore you. I uh, I think they yeah. could not ignore me. Um, mm -hmm. Then with the, then with the university, I got a little distracted. Um, I, I did my undergraduate in Turkey in computer engineering, and I went there when I was 14. Um, wow. Even though, uh, yeah, it was pretty young. Even though we, we have a lot of similarities with Turkish uh, people in terms of culture, but the environment was totally yeah. new to me. Um, mm -hmm. and it was my first time out of Afghanistan. Um, and when I got in Turkey, wow, it was a transformation. People, culture, stories, friendships. Um, uh, later, I got back to my focus mode. Um, uh, you know, we are all humans, and as we go through different stages of our age and life, we face different opportunities and obstacles, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we adapt to survive. Uh, I survived the cultural shock quickly and got uh, myself back in track. I was back in my focus mode. Um, and uh, I want to just uh, also get into this uh, thing. Uh, when you focus on your successful, people start to get into different expectations. Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of what to study, this is common in Afghanistan, especially Afghan moms and dads have their own expectations for their kids, right? Um, um, although in my case, my mom and dad want me to do whatever uh, makes me happy, uh, but you can't shut down uh, your friends and society everyone expect me to study medical school and become a doctor mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, something it's, it's very common typical. it's very typical yeah. <laughs> very typical right uh, but then things didn't went that way fortunately and i had some early exposure uh, to computers and i want to be a software engineer um, going back into a little more about like my career i got my first job through a friend when i was in the second year of university as a linux developer and the way that I got that was that um, we were studying, of course, uh, you know, everything was on Windows, but I had this curiosity to like, hey, there's something like Linux operating system. Let me get in. I was reading about it. I was writing some bash scripts and stuff like that. And my friend saw that and he was working in a company and I said, hey, we need a Linux developer. So I got him a job there. 
And in the third year of university, I got into Microsoft summer school, where that led to being part of Microsoft student partner program. Um, and was that in Turkey as well? It, exactly. Uh, it was in Turkey. And actually, that was really, um, I kind of, I remember because from every campus in Turkey, Microsoft was choosing uh, two to three students. And I was the only one across Turkey from Afghanistan and like a foreigner. Uh, it was Amazing. a big, yeah. uh, proud, uh, proud moment for me. Um, um, after I graduated, I worked for around a year in Turkey as a system engineer, then I returned to Afghanistan. So here starts my journey in Afghanistan. Uh, when I came back, I, I worked on a couple of companies building products and platforms for the government of Afghanistan, NGOs, and other local and international organizations. Um, I trained, um, I can say, hundreds of job seekers and employees through a couple of ICT training projects. Uh, taught also students in a couple of private universities, uh, did some consulting jobs with uh, international NGOs, and also uh, co-founded my own startup. At the same time, with a group of volunteer friends, uh, I was running Code Weekend, uh, a developers community, Bow Club Afghanistan, actually the, the, the largest Bow Club, uh, uh, club, club actually in Afghanistan, Founder Institute, which is um, an accelerator program, and, was, and uh, was also part of TEDx Kabul for some time. It was, um, it was a packed six years in Kabul that then I got into evening scholarship for, for my master's degree in the UK. Uh, um, I studied. So, uh, so just... to go to, sorry, to, sorry to cut you off. So to go to Bournemouth University, you got a scholarship in in Kabul, right? Yeah. So um, I, I saw this, um, you know, scholarship announcement for Chevening, and um, I, a friend of mine was really pushing me, and I said, Jamshed, you you should apply this. Uh, and I was looking at the process, and I was like, Oh, that's a very long process. Should I do? Should I not do? Uh, but then I did it. <laughs> I was like, uh, I want to do a master's degree uh, anyways. Uh, and uh, this is a great op opportunity. So I went through multiple stages and I got into uh, Bournemouth University uh, Innovation Management Entrepreneurship um, Program in the UK. Uh, yeah, and that's how uh, I finished my postgraduate. And immediately after I finished it, I, I worked for around three years um a couple months was i was in the uk and then remotely uh i worked for a robotics and ai company in the uk before i found the uh, rapid iteration okay wonderful i mean that that i can ask so many questions within that i mean it seems like it seems like you've done so much like you said in in uh, in such a sh uh, short span of time one thing i want to i want to quickly touch on is what what intrigued me was when you said from grade one to 12, you said? Yes. Or 10? Grade one 12. to 10. You said to you 12. were very, 12, yeah. Grade one to 12. You said you were very, very focused. Now, we hear this everywhere, right? I mean, uh, we, we, we hear a lot of things about entrepreneurship and, and obviously in, in this day and age, there's so much content, there's so much courses, there's so many things about entrepreneurship. But would you say that focusing at that uh, and learning to focus on, on one thing and, 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 and just getting rid of the 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 background when you when you were so young do you think that trained you to learn how to focus even more when you when you started rapid iteration and do you think that was fundamental to your to your success today um i think that's a, a great point and actually um 
for me it's all always like uh, like something that i want to remind myself uh, uh, as you say it's very difficult to cut the noise you know there's all these like distractions and shiny objects around um and uh, at that time uh, i always remind myself that because i was so focused uh into that specific thing i was extremely uh successful and that got me into many other things um and i also acknowledge that uh we can't i mean it's okay to to experiment it's okay to uh try different things it's okay to for example work in different uh, ambitious projects trying to do multiple things at the same time and and get burned out and stuff like that uh but uh, eventually like for me what happened was like i i did all these uh different stuff and then i remind myself again and again that hey in order to you know if you want to uh, put a dent and like do something um uh, as as we all like go through this life uh, i have to get back and focus and remind myself uh, all the time and remind remind my, reminding myself all the time um that um if i want to do a lot of things uh well that's not entirely possible but i can do a couple of things which it is possible but if i want to do that really good then i can do it one by one not at the same time um uh, which was a great lesson for me and i think um whoever we see in life that are successful in money entrepreneurs and and, and successful people uh from outside looks like they did all those stuff at the same time they're like this the mm -hmm. geniuses mm -hmm. and and, and they're like highly successful unique people but yeah. when you go into the details of their life uh you see that uh they were focusing at one specific thing at that at the time and mm -hmm. and they tried something for example they did it very well in like a year or two or three or five and then when they did that they exit they scaled and they move on to something else yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i mean uh, fo focus is so so important and uh, and it's it's one of the things that like you said it's really hard to do these days but it it seems like you learned that at a really really young age and obviously that has helped you um succeed so in regards to rapid iteration so you so you said you worked at the ai company in the uk and straight after that did you did you get the idea for rapid iteration or was that at the back of your mind and then you left that job and then you focused on on rapid iteration how did you get the idea for rapid iteration what's the backstory to that yeah so i always wanted to um like if i go back to very like you know when i was 12 um uh in this it was like one summer uh like school was off and then i was bored at home and i decided to start a, a football club <laughs> on the street <laughs> with uh, with my neighbors and then yeah. um i got a name for the football club uh, i named it tlo uh tlo uh football like club the tv channel like the tv exactly channel. exactly exactly yeah, so yeah. yeah um and tlo was later uh, tv channel was later uh, like you know started but um, but yeah it was like uh, when i was 12 and um and i was gathered, i was every morning very early morning my dad was going to mosque and i was going the street knocking these <laughs> these uh, my friends like you know doors like 
hey, mm -hmm. uh, wake up. It's time to train, time for training. And I, we were going out in the nearby school, um, like, you know, uh, area, and we were doing practicing, practicing, and then I did that for like maybe two, three months. And eventually we were like, you know, competing with other teams. Um, so I, so I think I have like this, this thing, um, uh, in me, we are, um, uh, I, I, I always like wanted to start things and, and build things and, and gather, uh, some people around and, and create like a movement or activity. And I think that was the basis of like how I started like different communities and, and, uh, co-founded a startup before and, and then uh, also wanted to run a, a, like, you know, start a company in terms of the name, um, Actually, I I, uh, I iterated uh, on names a lot. Uh, the first name I came up was like came up was uh, Jahan Technology, where I really liked kind of you know like focusing on Jahan, the world. You know, we are doing mm -hmm. tech, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah. was a very nice thing. But uh, you know, it's very it was very context specific. And I was in yes. in Canada. I was in Vancouver. Yes. I mean, you say yes. we are like Jahan Tech, and people are like, oh, what's that? Um, yeah. Then yeah. to my lack, to my lack, I was uh, um, I was always interested in building products. So that was something that I like innately had. In very early age, I I, uh, um, I mean not very early, like start of my career. I I start, I read this book, Lean Startup, uh, yes. which I learned about like uh, the iteration thing, about like how to create, like you know, how to go lean, how to build. Um, uh, as as um, uh, Paul Graham says, you know, uh, how to do things that doesn't scale. Um, yeah. So in those, I want, I was searching for a name in that, you know, uh, in that area. Um, and I was, as I was reading, I came up with this name, Rapid Iteration. And that's how I chose the name. I also actually bought uh, the, the .com domain, uh, like it was a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> I bought it. Because I knew this, this that was the name that I wanted. So yeah, that's how I, I chose the name and I uh, started the company um, and kind of focusing highly, mostly uh, on on software product development. Amazing, amazing. I mean, uh, the, the book, the Lean Startup. I would recommend everyone to get it uh, if you want to get into entrepreneurship, into startups, into business. It's probably one of the foundational books that you can get. It's. Um, you can get it on anyone, Amazon or a local bookstore. It just like Jamshed said, it, it teaches you how to, you know, create a product very, very quickly. And the person he was referring to, Paul Graham, is a is is the founder of an accelerator company called um, YC. So if you Google YC, they have a lot of free content out there as well. Um, so so at Rapid Iteration, what is it that you guys exactly do? So clients come to you guys with software product ideas, and and do you guys just create them? Or what is it that, that you guys do exactly? Um, yeah, at Rapid Iteration, we went out by being bold enough to say uh, we turn ideas and products in 21 days. Um, we have developed enough products to be able to say that. Um, yeah. And I have a team of uh, 15 uh, full-time developers as of now working with me, all located in Afghanistan. Um, uh, at Rapid Iteration, uh, we serve clients around the world. Uh, we serve clients in the UK, Europe, US, and Canada. Uh, we built uh, long-term relationships with many of our clients. Uh, we have many occasions, as you asked, where founders came to us with an idea, uh, mm -hmm. where we help them build their MVP quickly and launch their products. 
As an example, with one of our clients in Europe, the product that we built them uh, uh, got them uh, investment of around 10 million euro. Um, wow. That's uh, amazing. Yes, yeah, uh, they're, they're uh, really um, happy with Haz, and it's around three years that we are still working with them. Um, of course, we do all these in Afghanistan. Unbelievable, right? Uh, this is what I yeah. believe, uh, actually. And, and that's what keeps me pushing and, and moving forward or uh, help me jump out of the bed in the morning. Um, this is a, a different face of Afghanistan. Um, and everyone's, uh, I mean, most of the people that you talk, you know, they want to save Afghanistan. But very yeah. few put practical steps to get there. Uh, and then at rapid iteration, we also built our own products too, uh, for example, uh, and those are the products that we uh, kind of focus on Afghanistan. We serve clients, we get our money outside, and then we uh, build products and, and do things in Afghanistan uh, so that we can be somehow, to somehow help uh, the country and, and solve problems of, of citizens in the country. Um, yeah, for example, we built the agoncar.com, uh, the first freelancing platform in Afghanistan. Um, oh, wow. We built we built beginagi.com where you can start uh, we can, where you can buy t-shirts online with designs by Afghan artists. Uh, we built theagoncheese.com. We deliver books for Afghans internationally, and the list goes on. Uh, actually, last year we built six products in twelve months. So each two months we built one product. Um, and, and, and is that all in-house or do you have to hire people outside as well? All in-house. Yeah, we, we did it all, all in-house. In okay. Yes. Okay. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's amazing. Um, so I guess for rapid iteration, you know, since you, since you, you know, you're building so many products, you're, you know, you're, you're, for example, you build six products in 12 months. Um, amazing stuff. What is what is the vision for Rapid Iteration right now? Is it to become a massive software uh, software house company? Is it to become a software agency? Is it to go in the direction of building your own products and scaling that? What what would you say is the next? What, where would you see Rapid Iteration in let's say five years from now? So it's twenty twenty six today, and where where is Rapid Iteration? What are you guys doing? What What is the vision? What, where do you want to this, Where do you want to get this company to in the next five years? Great question. Um, I believe passion economy, or like what they say, creative economy, is the future. Uh, the future that we believe is uh, everyone having the opportunity to work for themselves and build their own products or provide their own services. Um, I believe in this, and we uh, want to create opportunities, tools, platforms, and means to help uh, creators put their knowledge, skills, or entertainment online to, to earn money. Uh, we started by helping potential entrepreneurs to turn their ideas into income-generating products, and, and then eventually, uh, we want to build platforms to enable basically anyone to be um, self-dependent and earn income online. Uh, so that's like the vision that, uh, that we have and that's how, that's like the, 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 the industry that we wanna um, kind of support and, and, and strength, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as a side question, do you think, um, you, know, you know, you said uh, you believe in the passion economy and, and so do I, to be honest. I mean, the whole yeah. Fiverr, Fiverr.com uh, thing and Upwork.com. I mean, this is this is a movement and Freelancer.com. It's a movement that can't be stopped now. Do you think COVID has speeded this up? 
do you think that uh, that COVID has been an accelerator for for people to work for themselves in the next uh, decade or two? Um, definitely, I think that um, accelerated the whole process. I think we were going in that direction, anyways, but that yeah. happened out of uh, a little out of necessity. And actually, this is. Mm -hmm something in in the literature as well that uh, entrepreneurship especially in developing countries uh can be out of necessity as well because yeah you don't have yeah. jobs and, and yeah. then you go ahead and then create your own job and yeah. in this case uh, i think covid uh, really uh, disrupted many kind of industries and one of them being work and and uh, generating income and people got into yes. their uh, homes and they started thinking about like what they gonna do um, mm -hmm. and nowadays we have a lot of uh, you know facilities and opportunities um, and actually there's like hundreds of things that one can do and that's why like <laughs> focus is really important but it shows the potential for the passion economy or the creator creator economy um, and that's out there uh, the future of work is no work uh, which I really believe in that and um, and, and, and as, as opportunities grows, there are like these niche areas where, where people can get in and, um, and, and start offer their, like their knowledge and skills and also earn money. And to be honest, recently there was a study that they saying as of now, as of today, passion economy is actually a $38 billion industry. So it's like huge and it's going to go, um, in that direction and going to get bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You you just mentioned that you know there's so many resources and so many opportunities. Let's imagine you were one of our audience, so you didn't have rapid iteration, you didn't have the experience or the knowledge that you have right now, and you didn't have the education or the background that you have right now. And let's say you were just at home and COVID just hit, and you know, let's say unfortunately you you lost your job. What would you do? Where would you go to start a business right now? What would what would be the first step that you would take right now to to, to start something, to build some income, what would you do? Um, well, uh, it actually is a, is a, is a tough question, <laughs> a difficult one, <laughs> because because it depends to, um, you know, everyone's motivation and their background yes. and what they are used to do. And let's say if they um, if they are like deter determined that they, they want to uh, start a business, and, um, uh, you know, it, it also depends now where they are. For example, in countries in Europe and US and, 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 and Canada and these places, uh, there are, uh, especially if they're like, and also like if they're a newcomer or immigrant or they're, they're like, you know, um, uh, they're there for a while. So it all depends. But most of all, I think what what's really key to 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 you know wanting to start uh, a business is to you know the 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 standard process, uh, which is uh, you know idea generation, validating your idea, um, uh, get customers as early as you can. Uh, the paid ones are the best. Um, yes. and then go ahead with fundraising or like, you know, bootstrapping your business, but make sure that you're choosing, uh, the idea that you're passionate about, uh, that you are doing things that doesn't scale, uh, in the first day of your, 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 your you know, your business. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even in the ugliest form, 
you have customers that they want to pay for you. Uh, and I say, at least get 10 customers. And then uh, after that, put that in a slide deck. And if you want to like, you know, uh, convince some friends to, to bootstrap your startup or like go ahead if you have an innovative uh, idea uh, to pitch to some of the, you know, angel investors or, or like, you know, um, uh, venture capital to get some money to then go ahead with uh, scaling um, uh, and, and, and also like, you know, running your business uh, full on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. Thank you for that. Um, so, you know, obviously, um, we're, we're interviewing um, Afghan entrepreneurs, right? And, and being a young Af Afghan person, what would you say? Uh, I mean, you have a successful business right now. And you know, it's, it's, it's up and running. And, and it's, um, and hopefully one day, it's going to be very big. But what would you say right now, are some of the challenges of being a young Afghan entrepreneur? And, and the reason I want to ask that is because, you know, I was I was born in Afghanistan as well, but I was raised in the UK. And when we came here in the UK, I was I think ten years old maybe, and there was a lot of challenges. You know, they they we didn't have, for example, um, a, a, a established foot foot in the UK. So there was a lot of challenges to start off with. And the Afghan community in the UK, as big as it is, it's not very tight. There's no there's very little tight knit communities. There's very little, um, you know. Uh, entrepreneurship as well or, or or a sense of let's build things together let's do things together let's build this let's build that let's do something big what 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 do you so that so that was my sort of challenges of, of being here and, and and growing up but in your experience of, of running a business what has been some of your challenges of you know of being someone who's young and who's also someone from Afghanistan um what are your main challenges right now or what, what are your main challenges from before yeah, this is a very good question. I think a lot of um, our um, Afghan uh, friends and entrepreneurs uh, face this, uh, which is, th this is something I think uh, is common among many immigrants and refugees trying to start a new life in a, in a different country. Uh, what we know in business is that uh, you have to close deals, right? In order for, for your business to, to like make money and, and, and uh, stay sustainable. And in order to close deals, you have to build trust. And actually, this is what uh, Brian Tracy says. Uh, he says, if you want to close deal, you, or, you know, like, you know, do sales, uh, the biggest thing you have to do first is build the trust. And if, when you build the trust, says, now it's time to close the deal. And, and the <laughs> thing is that in order to build the trust, you have to be good, but also you need to socialize, communicate, and engage. Uh, and this yes. is something very important, actually. And Yes. Um, uh, when you step in a, a new environment, you face a lot of barriers that delays the process of being of you being part of a community. And it can be lonely and frustrating, cultural differences, language, language rules and regulations uh, are only some of the challenges on the way. Uh, but I mean, uh, so here is some of the things that people like try. And one of them is that as early as they can, they want to be part of um, the workforce in order, for example, for them to you know, have some experience in that industry or in that community um, uh, and also like create like, you know, a, a network of uh, friends and people uh, that, that they later, you know, together or like, you know, um, uh, just uh, like having a little more familiarity about that industry and community, they can 
start their own business. So that's uh, something um, some of the people I know, they tried. Uh, they were really successful in the countries that they were working or they had businesses there, but when they came to a new community, they said, hey, uh, in order for me to, to really be part of this community, first, uh, let me, you know, go on and, and work a little bit. Um, and then I'll uh, pursue my, my dreams around like, you know, starting a business. The second thing is that uh, some people like me, they were like, you know, uh, <laughs> life is too short to do that, uh, is to, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, is to, nowadays there's lots of opportunities to engage the community, you know, go to um, uh, online meetups or previously yeah. Yeah. I was going to these like, you know, gatherings and conferences and yeah. And actually, I paid myself to attend multiple conferences in different cities in in yeah. in, in, in in Canada, uh, and, and just to like you know see what's happening, who are there, yeah. uh, to make some connections and networks. Um, this is something that can be done as well uh, in order to know more about the community and people. And and another thing is that uh, I see this happening a lot of times where. Um, we tend to stay with our own circle all the time and that's not so good yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and and we need to adapt we need to be able to kind of you know uh, go and talk with uh, people of different language and colors and and don't don't be afraid about them enjoy it uh, people yeah. are interesting yeah. cultures are interesting and i found that to be really powerful and help me in terms of knowing uh, what people are doing, what are their needs, what are some of the issues they can solve. And that's something that I really recommend. And uh, I think uh, we should, uh, or anyone trying to uh, create a business uh, should try to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to, to your last point, what I would say is, um, uh, I've seen that a lot as well. Even in my in my high school, a lot of the kids would hang around with their own, you know, uh, ethnic groups. And 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 I I always knew that being with multiple ethnic groups and having friends from different backgrounds was the best thing to do. And and I always enjoyed that as well. And you know, even in my university, it's a very international university, so everybody would hang around with their own people. And I, I never understood it because you're right. You know, the more cultured you are, the more people you know, the more of a diverse background you have. Diversity breeds, there's a saying, you know, when you go into to these um, company websites and, and they the reason they want to hire diverse people is because diversity creates innovation. And, and I think that's what you were trying to say as well. So it's really, really important to, to meet with different people and not just stick with your own, um, st stick to your own people from your own country. So that's, that's amazing. That makes a lot of sense. And then I also know that obviously at Rapid Iteration, a lot of your employees, I think all of your employees are Afghan, Afghan developers, right? Yes. And what is it like hiring people from there? What is there a platform that you use or is there people that you know? How does that work? Because to me, it sounds very, um, it, it sounds a little bit hard uh, because I wouldn't even know where to start. So what, what is it like hiring people, hiring talent from Afghanistan? Yeah, sure. Um... So I, I'll start by saying that Afghan youth uh, or like the guys that I'm working with and, and similar to them, others um, are, as per my experience and knowledge, are, are resilient, ambitious, uh, hardworking and smart. That's been my experience. Um, they, they value opportunities and understand the value that you're providing in their life and career uh, because uh, it's something very valuable to them, right? Um, 
Um, and I've been working with many talented developers in Afghanistan. Um, one of the things that helped me in this regard is being involved, deeply involved with Afghanistan's developers community. So I'm a little being lucky with that. In 2014, um, I founded Code Weekend, Afghanistan's first and largest developers community. And mm -hmm. Code Weekend is, and is uh, that still shitty. going? Is it's still is going? Still yes. operating? Okay. Yes, it's okay. still operating. We are doing um, nowadays our weekly online sessions because of um, uh, COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, previously, we had had the physical gatherings. So Code Weekend is a straight of close to four thousand members. Um, we have uh, computer science students, graduates, developers working locally, or Afghans working in companies outside Afghanistan or living outside, and tech tech entrepreneurs in the community. And through Code Weekend, we have done hundreds of uh, seminars, weekly sessions, mm -hmm. gatherings across Afghanistan, mainly in Kabul. Um, so having this big community of developers and knowing a lot of them more closely uh, enabled me to approach the right people or, or being introduced to many talented developers who wanted to work with me. Uh, a funny story uh, I want to share here is that um, I, ha I hired the first two developers for rapid iteration completely remotely. Um, and actually, I didn't know uh, for like three months how they look like. Um, once, uh, <laughs> yeah, once, once they send a picture and uh, like they, one of them invited the, the other in the house and I was like guessing is that Hamid is that Aziz <laughs> uh, uh, well I did not have to worry I was assigning tasks and they were getting it done uh, then uh, as, as work uh, you know we had more work then we did the zoom calls and after a year I met them in Kabul we went from one person to 15 in the past two years um, and I like that we have steady progress so of course, it's not the way that I want everyone to try hiring people, but uh, uh, I think I was being lucky uh, being in, in the community, deeply involved, uh, knowing a lot of them and being exposed to their talents and their work. Uh, and that helped me in, in hiring the right people. Amazing. Okay. Um, so so, so to people that, that are wondering how they can basically do this or or, or let's say even hire people from somewhere else, would you say that being involved, deeply involved in a community and being very, very active in a small community, whether it's the developers community, whether it's the marketer, marketers community, whether it's the software uh, engineers community, would you say that community building and, and being active in a small community, in a niche community is, is really, really important to, you know, hiring people, finding business partners, finding future business partners, finding investors. Would you say that's really, really important? Um, yeah, I think that there are some general uh, standards in terms of like hiring people. Even for me, uh, I look uh, for conviction and, and that's, uh, the, the, that's, what an, uh, like that's an advice that, um, uh, that's dear for hiring the right people. Uh, that you want uh, the kind of uh, team members in your team that they are there, um, they love to work, they love their job, uh, and they deliver. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but in terms of Afghanistan, so um, even though, like, I mean, uh, as I said, I was being deeply involved uh, and I knew who they are, uh, we then saw that there is a need, uh, there can be a need. So far, it's like not as uh, in, the, uh, in that level, 
but um, uh, we thought there is a great opportunity for Afghans or um, outside Afghanistan or Afghan businesses to to hire uh, freelancers um, for their projects. I mean, if they want to hire someone full time, of course they can go ahead and um, and post a job and then hire them. But if they want something like, hey, uh, like let's say. Uh, design a logo or like you know make a website and uh, they want to uh, you know provide an opportunity for a freelancer uh, afghan freelancer uh, to do that job for them that's why like we launched the agoncar.com this uh, freelancing uh, platform um, and actually myself used and hired maybe around 10 to 12 12 uh, actually developers uh, through agoncar myself i could, I needed for myself, right? I I wanted, yeah. for example, this interface that I want to develop, and I was like, oh, I have a lot of things to do. I just posted there. Someone said I can do it. They put there, like you know, their budget. Like I put my budget, and they put there, like bet, um, and um, they did it. And I paid them. So, <laughs> so um, if anyone wants to hire from Afghanistan, of course, there's lots of uh, job posting website websites if they want like permanent employees but if they want to utilize the freelancing uh you know community or people who just want to have side income uh if they want to utilize them they can use uh, yagoncar.com to do that and how do you spell that is it yagon yes yeah so yagoncar is like you know some like i think if you translate in english it becomes like some jobs or something like that because yeah okay. i i kind of i kind of uh, you know was thinking around that and mostly some people come to you and say like hey uh, is there a egon car egon car something like that you know so yagon y-a-g-a-n car k-a-r.com okay yeah Okay, amazing, amazing. Okay, so moving on. So, <clears throat> what would you say to to your younger self? So, I think a lot of our audience is going to be in the eighteen to twenty five age range. What would you sell to your? What would you tell to your eighteen year old self when it comes to success in business and life? What would we? What would? What would you tell yourself if you could travel back in time and see the eighteen year old Jamshed? What would you tell him to reassure him about life and 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 you know we all have times in life where we're not sure you know covid is 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 making a lot of things hard for people so so it's a very hard time in the world right now what would you tell yourself to give him that reassurance about the future yeah i would say do um what you love actually a couple of advices do um what you love and, and love what you do um stay focused and uh, and don't get distracted by shiny objects and eyes around you um and and also know that you can't be perfect in too many things uh so focus on one and if you aim to be good in a couple of things do it one by one and always think long term i think that's really key because we want to like be successful uh you know be you know hit the one million dollar or like hundred thousand dollar in like overnight uh, it's very important to think uh, long term um, it's also important that you keep a, a circle of good people around you who are there for you regardless of your success or failure. It can be family or friends or, or, or uh, whoever. Um, also know, uh, this is also key, also know when to move on, shut down or exit. Uh, sometimes we just like keep on with something very long 
which drain our energy and other people's energy, um, some idea or a business. And the lastly is like, uh, choose who you work for wisely. Uh, choose who you work for wisely and choose who you work with wisely. So both, like if you want to work for someone, choose who, search around and see who is that person that you want to work for. And if someone is uh, wanting to work next to you, want to be partner with you, co-founder with you, or like, you know, even come and uh, work in your company as an employee, it's, it's important to choose um, who they are. And, and to do that wisely and with research, with, uh, with, with patients, um, because you can get into a lot of headache and can go through many wasted hours by, by, by not paying attention to this. Uh, so basically these were, uh, will be, is some of the things that I'll tell my 18 year old self. Amazing, amazing. I think a lot of our audience will agree with all that as well. So what, what would be your top three tips for, um, for someone just starting out a business this year, what would you, what would be, what would be, what would you give them if you could give them three things to take, to, to, to take away with themselves today? What would you tell them? It's a yeah, brand thanks. new business. It's, it's a brand new startup. What would you tell them to, you know, give them that chance of success? Yeah, I think this, um, I shared all my life experience and I think this is also the uh, top three lesson uh, that I uh, can share with like anyone wanting to start a business is first validate your idea as early as you can. Um, this is very important. Like uh, we can be so many times like get into some idea and like think that, wow, I'm going to change the world. And it's all in one's mind. <laughs> um, even, even if you shared with a couple of friends, uh, they may tell the things that makes you happy. Um, mm -hmm. So it is very important to go on, like go out and, and, and kind of talk with as much people as possible, do surveys and, and validate your idea. And the yeah. second is uh, focus on getting customers uh, because cash is the blood in your business uh, as in your body. Uh, focus on getting customers, of course, paying ones are the best as early as you can. This is the second. And the third is, of course, we talked a couple of times on this in this uh, in the past couple of minutes, focus. I think that's really key because um, uh, you don't want to be uh, what they call us as like a box of tricks, right? <laughs> if, you, yeah. if you say like, I'm going to do this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Um, I'm also in this, um, uh, that's, that's too much of like any, any companies that they're successful, let's say like Microsoft or let's say Apple, or let's say any other successful companies that you kind of see and, and notice that they're, you know, uh, offering a lot of things. Well, they didn't start that way, right? They start with one thing, yeah. like Microsoft would probably start with, with DOS or like with just like putting an interface or GUI into their operating system. And that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And they grew from there. Like Apple was starting for probably like their first thing was the iPods and, and putting yeah. music and having a different business model innovation there. And they started from there until iPhone and other stuff. So uh, focus is really key. Uh, the third thing um, I want to share here, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. And I think, I think those were all my questions. Did I miss something or did I, did I miss something in regards to a question that, um, that you, you want to share with us? So is there any, any final thing that you want to say to us today in regards to, you know, your journey, some advice, maybe uh, something that you want to share with us that I haven't asked you? 
Uh, well, I think um, we have gone through a lot of stuff and it was like very packed one. Uh, of course, depending on uh, any other questions that uh, may come up by someone listening to this or yourself later, uh, I always love to talk and I really enjoy talking about this stuff. So <laughs> I think you're good for now. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, how can our audience stay in touch with you? Where can they find you online? Uh, I guess for your, for your company, it's rapiditeration.com. How can they stay in touch with yourself? How can they reach out to you or how can they... Uh, view you, you online thanks um they can find me on uh, as you said rapidpression.com and, and twitter where i use it um, a lot uh, of course as uh, a lot of us are also there uh, i'm also in instagram facebook snapchat clubhouse and linkedin and the list goes on <laughs> but uh, the two main places that they can find me rapiditeration.com and twitter uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, uh, meet and uh, know a lot of uh, our Afghan uh, friends who they want to start the same journey or, or they have ideas that they want to turn into products. Amazing, amazing. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, I, I guess on Twitter, your name is just Jamshed Hashimi, right? That's your full yes, name. exactly. Amazing, amazing. Well, Thanks. thank you so much for, for your time today, Jamshed. I think, you, you know, you've, you've given us so much today. Uh, I think our audience will get a lot of value from it. I'm sure a lot of people, once they actually listen to this, they, I'm sure some people will reach out to you on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for your time. And uh, inshallah, your business um, grows as big as possible. Thank you so much. Well, Bilal, it is it's an absolute pleasure and it's very inspiring what you're doing. And uh, as we talked a couple of times, I am learning a lot from you. You have a very um, inspiring background as well. You have done a lot. And uh, I'm really happy that I had the honor to be one of the first guests in your uh, podcast. And yeah. hopefully it grows and, and we talked uh, more and more in the coming years as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, guys, uh, you know, obviously Jamshed is our first guest. We're going to have many, many more. If you want to uh, find out more, you can also join us on Clubhouse every Saturday uh, on um, on Clubhouse. We, we host a show every Saturday evening where we have people like Jamshed and many other uh, entrepreneurs, you know, from many, many different backgrounds. You can find the link on our website at afghanpreneurs.com. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, I guess that's everything for today. Thank you so much for listening and take care guys. Thank you very much. Thanks.